All right. Thank you and welcome to the WrestleMania extravaganza. I don't even know if it's an extravaganza. It's a pre-WrestleMania episode of the League of Wrestling Debates podcast. Uh, with me again is Bubba Tintel. How are you doing today, Bubba? I'm good, Jake. How about yourself? I am doing well. Uh, normally, we would have uh, Mean Dean with us. Uh, as you know, we DDT'd him last time on the floor. Um, he woke up from that, and I asked him how he was doing, and he said Goldberg going over the Fiend was the right choice. And that's when I knew I messed up his head per- <laughs> permanently, and, uh, and I sent him home. So, so it's just going to be Bubba and I going through WrestleMania. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be here talking about this uh, WrestleMania that's too big for one night. Wow, are they trying to... They're trying to plug this thing. I guess, hey, it's going to be interesting. It's going to give us something to focus on other than COVID-19 and and all these other things. So I'm looking forward to a nice nine hours of <laughs> COVID-19. You know, I'm, and I'm glad, I'm glad you actually brought up the fact uh, right off the bat that this is, uh, you know, a two-night WrestleMania, um, you know, because I think, I think uh, New Japan uh, actually gave us the blueprint with this earlier this year. Uh, they did Wrestle Kingdom for for two nights, and I I have to say I think I'm I'm a little more impressed with how they handled it rather than um, you know rather than WWE. Are you, are you familiar with New Japan? A little bit, a little bit, Jake. Not as much as uh, as WWE and uh, AEW, but a little bit. Okay, so j- just to kind of give, you know, you and, and the listeners out there who may have not watched, uh, just kind of the the backbone of how Wrestle Kingdom worked this year. It was actually built around a year-long storyline. Um, Tetsuya Naito was the Intercontinental Champion, and he um, kind of, he declared that he was going to be the first ever IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight Champion simultaneously. Um, he entered the G1 um, for those of you who don't know, the G1 is their big summer tournament. Um, it's a round-robin tournament, not a single elimination. Um, and then at the end of it, whoever wins actually gets a shot at, um, you know, the, the IWGP champion, um, you know, at, at Wrestle Kingdom. So Naito entered that as the Intercontinental Champion, and he lost. Um, and then he, you know, swore he was going to find a way in. And then he lost the Intercontinental Championship to uh, to Switchblade Jay White. Uh, and then, as a you know, as kind of a show of mockery, uh, Jay White declared he was going to be the first IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Champion. Um, neither one of them had won the G1, so the, the Heavyweight Champion at the time was uh, Okada, and uh, Kota Ibushi actually won won the G1. Um, and, you know, Jay White actually came out and he challenged uh, the winner of Okada versus Abushi to a champion versus champion match on night two of Wrestle Kingdom. And Tetsuya Naito was actually able to wriggle his way into a match for the Intercontinental Championship against Jay White on the first night of Wrestle Kingdom. So they, they actually had a mini tournament to see who would be the first simultaneous, you know, intercontinental and heavyweight champion. Um, and T- Tetsuya Naito ended up 
actually winning both and becoming the first. Um, so I think it was really cool that they sowed the seeds for that a year out. And then they used the fact that it was two nights. Um, even though they only have one world championship, they, they use their intercontinental title to be a pseudo world championship. And, and they kind of had like a, the titles aren't unified, but they're, you know, it, it, they found a way to have the biggest possible main event they could have had on that right. second night. Um, so I, I don't know. I think, I think they, they use that very well. Um, and I think the fact that they built a storyline into having that second night well before, you know, uh, well beforehand, I, I think it's, a, it's, it's kind of the long-term booking that WWE seems to not have. Well, yeah, they run their storylines quick in and out. <laughs> and, you know, like, I mean, they're trying. Um, excuse me if I'm coughing. I'm still getting over what's most likely coronavirus. I ended up getting tested. Uh, <laughs> and was it positive? Did it come back positive? It has not come back yet. I tested wow. almost two weeks ago. Wow! And and they are so backed up with these tests that I'm 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 almost over it. <laughs> I'm almost over it, and I don't know if I have it or not. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. Anyway, um, I've been praying for you. So thank you. You'll move through it, and and before you know, <laughs> sixty-five. Hey, by the way, remember back in twenty, you didn't have it. <laughs> yeah, right. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> That's exactly what'll happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, I think uh, might be a good idea. Let's uh, let's run through some of the WrestleMania matches. Maybe talk about. Um, you know, how we feel about the buildup, if there is a buildup to any of these. Um, and, uh, you know, let's, let's have some fun with it. Let's go with, uh, let's go with who we would book to win this, this, and, and maybe even how, you know, everything would play out. Okay. Um, so we're going to start at the bottom of the card here. Uh, let's start with, you know, actually, before we hop into the individual matches, I'm just kind of curious. Um, if it if it were up to you, we have two nights, we have two main events. What is main eventing Saturday night? What is main eventing Sunday night? I think I want. I think I want. Uh, I think I want Goldberg versus TBA to be the second night. Okay. Well, it's going to lead up to. I'm going to lead up to something, you know, later on. But I would want Lesnar McIntyre night one and Goldberg TBA night two. Those are my two male main events. Then I okay. guess – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just, I was, I was just saying okay. Then, then I, would, <laughs> I would put Lynch Baszler on one night, Flair Ripley on the other night, and then that five-woman uh, five battle royal, whatever it is, you put that in, you know, whichever night you want. Yeah. I think that's the, only, that's the only thing where I want there to be separation. And when we get into it, I'll, it'll come out why I want the Goldberg TV to be night two. But anyway. Yeah, uh, no, no. I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Um, I, think, I think the way I would go about it, um, we have two Royal Rumbles 
and I think the Royal Rumbles should be the closers. Um, so I think night one, I would put Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair as the main event. Night two, I'd put Brock versus Drew as the main event. Um, <clears throat> I'm a little hesitant. Um, and I mean, it definitely comes down to how you, how you book it and how everything plays out. I'm hesitant to give Goldberg a main event spot because the dude is, I'm, I'm sorry, he's not a main event wrestler. He can go 30 seconds. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's going to that's gonna feed into my storyline. Uh, all right. I agree with that. Where do you put where do you put Lynch Baszler and are you buying the rumors that Rousey's coming back? I actually did not know there were rumors that Rousey's coming back. I don't I don't know. I I don't think I buy them. Um here she left because she wanted to she wanted to explore the family option, right? right. And and I don't I don't think we're going to see her back until she's had a kid. And you know, I I can go with that. I I don't think in that talking about that match, I don't think that there's any chance that Lynch comes out winning. I, I don't I don't see that. No. Uh, again, the rumors are that her and and her boyfriend, who we'll, we won't mention who her boyfriend is, because apparently they don't want people to know that anymore. <laughs> Three, four months ago, but now. Sh- don't mention that. Anyway, Seth Rollins. Um, <laughs> um, I guess they're planning to, to, to go away for a while. Although okay. the rumor is that the whole WWE is going away for a while. Right. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. But the way they let in with, with Baszler, um, I don't see how they can have her lose. That buildup with that with the, the elimination chamber was so good. I just loved the way they did that. How to beat all five of them. I was I was impressed with that. That, that worked for me. To have that go away after one match, that doesn't work for me. I think yeah. they, could, they could set her up with Ripley or Flair or whoever they want to have, you know, awesome Khan could come back. I don't know. You know what? Uh, let's uh, let's let's put a pin in it for now, and we can sorry. really get into it when we get yeah, to that sorry. match. I, I went off. That's going to be my favorite match. That's why I went. Uh, yeah, no, no. I can tell. I can tell. For those of you listening, you're not getting that. You're not getting that right now. All right, you're not getting the gold up front. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to wait. Just like WrestleMania, you're gonna have to wade through the bad matches with us until we get to the good ones. Uh, <laughs> so let's start with probably the worst match of them all. Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. Wow. I mean, that's a main event in any arena anywhere. <laughs> right. Um, I Can actually you... like the character of Otis. I, I like the character of Otis. I think he's funny. I really do. I, I do. But talk about a guy who they just, they just destroyed. It's Ziggler. Ziggler had a potential to be way up this card, way up to the top of the card almost. You know? <laughs> Can you believe this is the first one-on-one WrestleMania match Dolph Ziggler has ever had? I don't. And, and, and that's just an example of how they just they just plowed through. Now, he was having some problems when his brother was going through that difficulty that his brother went through. So I get that. I get taking a little time. I get that. But I just think the talent is just so much there, in my opinion. He does good Mike. He does good uh, carrying. Yeah. 
Bump's good. You know, I think I think he's one of the better talents that they have. And to have him down with 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 Otis, unless they just want to give a place where Mandy can come out and Jerry Lawler can do the puppy thing. If that's coming back, I don't know. But just a way to get Mandy Rose in the, in the thing. I, I don't I don't understand this match. I don't see how Ziggler, Ziggler doesn't win, but there'll be there'll be uh, I think there'll be more to this match at another date. I don't think it's going to end, you know, over the weekend. I think there'll be more to that. Yeah, I mean, Dolph Ziggler has to be the best in-ring talent they have right now, and. I mean, all time, he's probably second only to Shawn Michaels. Uh, yeah. And, and the fact that he's never had a one-on-one WrestleMania match. He's been a world champion, and he's never had a one-on-one WrestleMania match. Um, and he's just kind of, if WrestleMania wasn't two nights, he wouldn't be getting this. I, I agree with that. I agree. Um, this, this is a bathroom break match. And it shouldn't be. That's that to say to, to think about this, Jake. The two statements you just made. How dichotomous are they? He's the most talented in-ring guy in the in the in the company, but it's a bathroom break match. It's a yeah. I mean, who's is that? Booking's fault? Is that? You know, he he upset the wrong person. I mean, uh, he clearly had to have. Yeah, I, I think somebody somebody above in that family doesn't like him. <clears throat> I don't know who it is, but somebody doesn't. You can't be that. You can't be as good as he is in every aspect of the job. And granted, like he's not the best Mike guy of all time, but he's a solid enough Mike guy. All right. right. I, I think he's a better Mike guy than a lot of the guys they are insisting on pushing in the main event. Um, <clears throat> I love Roman Reigns. I think he's great in the ring. I think he's got a fantastic look. Dolph Ziggler is better on the mic than Roman Reigns. I'm, I'm sorry. He is. I agree, I agree with that. You I agree. Um, he's better at establishing a character than Roman Reigns is. Um, you know, he's done some stand-up comedy. He's not a great stand-up comedian. He's not a good stand-up comedian. Not like you, but nobody could be. Every, not everybody could be you, Jake. <laughs> I appreciate that, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's – he, he's done it before. He knows, he knows how to craft the beginning, the middle, and the end of a story. Um, and, and as good as he is in the ring compared with – I don't – I don't see how he can be this low on the card without having somebody up high hating him. I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I think that, that maybe, maybe this, maybe this match gives him a foot to something else. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Other than a filler, I don't know. I don't think this match was going to be WrestleMania. I think it was going to be on some some Raw Raw event earlier. If the disease, if the Corona thing didn't go nuts like it did, yeah, they were originally planning this to be a WrestleMania. But now that they need to fill two nights, it became WrestleMania. So maybe it's Ziggler's uh, Dolph Ziggler's break. 
Maybe it's maybe showcase, do something, you know. I, I don't know, but this this kid's got nuclear hit. He has said something nice about China backstage heat. He did what? I'm sorry. <laughs> I said he has said something nice about China backstage heat. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't be, be doing that. Or <laughs> the country. Either mm-hmm. one. Can't say nice things about either one of them. <laughs> no. Uh, but but I hope that they give him a run. After this is over, maybe. I hope they give him a push. So so you think uh you think Dolph wins this? I think Dolph wins it. And but I don't think that there's uh I think that they'll leave it open for for Otis, maybe with the heavy machinery, maybe Tucker turns. I don't, something will happen to give Otis a continuing story on. You know I, mean? I I think whatever, like no matter what the – I think Otis wins, whether that means him winning the match or like him – winding back up with Mandy Rose at the end of this in some way or another, I think Otis gets a win. I'll go with that. <clears throat> yep. I'll go with that because that way, depending on how they play this, the, the ending, they both could have storylines moving forward. Right. You know, so, yep. I'm, I'm with that. All right. So next up we have, the Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Oh, boy. Um, I got to tell you that the last Raw, I think it was the last one. It might have been the one before that. Nikki Cross did such a good job as the, the color commentator, whatever you want to call it, with Michael Cole. She was hilarious. <laughs> she, on, she was up on the desk dancing around she was hilarious she really I was never a big Nikki Cross fan to be honest with you but that performance was outstanding just just funny she kept she kept forgetting she had headphones on and she jumped around and they'd pull off her head and then she started to kiss Michael Cole Michael Cole was going, why are you kissing me? Stay away from me. Six-foot rule. Six-foot rule. It was, it, was, it was really funny. My opinion, Nikki Cross. But anyway, um, they, had, they had Alexa Bliss win this past week against one of the Kabuki Warriors. Asuka. That, uh... Yep. Um, I just get the feeling that this is coming to a to a Mickey James Trish Stratus ending. I just get that feeling that's going down that road. That Nikki Cross is <clears throat> Mickey James and Alexa Bliss is Trish Stratus. All right, I'm getting what you're putting down. And and it's coming to to that peak. And that would be unfortunate because Mickey James didn't really have a lot of mic presence, I don't think. I think Nikki Cross can pull it off. So I think if they keep it the way it is, and they they could run with it, maybe comic relief, kind of like what Otis does. But I just think that I'd like to see Nikki Cross stay face for a little while longer. You know, I'll... 
you know, we've, we've mentioned, you know, heavy machinery possibly breaking up. I've mentioned before breaking up the street profits and WWE kind of has this mentality of, they do jump the gun a little bit early in breaking up tag teams. I think Alexa and Nikki are the exact opposite of that. They were a mashed together tag team who was like, all right, this is going to be a two month storyline. And then Alexa is going to turn on her and it's going to turn into a one-on-one match. And then it's almost like that's what they were planning to do and then they just forgot and then we're just like you know what keep them together yeah we forgot to write something better so let's just keep it together i think that's exactly what happened uh yeah that yeah that that could be <coughs> and, and you know the alexa's nice to look at in the ring too and and made that to keep her involved somehow you know because they had all these people coming up I mean, basically would have snapped her like a twig, you know, Ripley too the same way, you know. So maybe they had to take some of the the frontline heat off Bliss for a while because they got all these Amazon people coming up that are just impressive athletes, you know. Right. You know, Alexa Bliss is an impressive athlete, don't get me wrong, but she's probably five foot nothing. If that. <laughs> So, and Basler is, is a giant. Ripley's big. Flair's big. You know, Lynch is not so big, but she's, she appears big, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. So I think they had to make Bliss almost 2A, so to speak, I guess. Maybe. What about, I, I, I honestly cannot wait for Asuka's contract to be up, and I want her to go be the focal point of focal point, not focal porn. And I guess that was a little bit of a Freudian slip there. <laughs> I want her to be the focal point of AEW's women's division. I can't believe how hard they've dropped the ball with Asuka. Yeah, that's true, and that's that's a good landing place for her. And you know, at one point, I thought Ronda Rousey versus Asuka was going to be a WrestleMania main event, and they have just completely ruined Asuka since the point of bringing her on. I don't even know why they bothered bringing her to the main roster because they've done nothing but ruin their own investment in her. Right, right. Now, see, although it's not possible now because of obvious reasons, Baszler and Rousey wouldn't be a bad WrestleMania main event. You could probably sell that one also. But flipping back, the if you brought Asuka to AEW, you got the dentist lady. The yes, Britt Baker. Britt Baker, Britt Baker, whatever her name is. And there's not much beyond that. It's not no, a, there's not. You know, there was that one that was uh, that's apparently transgender. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm barely remembering. Nyla Rose, yeah. Um, but there was there was a big lady that I thought that's what the deal was, but I could be wrong. Yep, Nyla Rose. Okay, there you go. So, but I guess they haven't done anything with the women since this whole no one's in the audience thing that I can remember. Anyway, right. um, so maybe they're they're sick. They're not whatever. Whatever. I think that's a great addition to AEW. But I think that Oxa. I don't know when her contracts up, but I think this whole uh, disease thing 
AEW may drag their feet with bringing her on. You know what I mean? Because they don't have a way to, okay, how are we going to promote this? How are we going to sell it? Yeah. They could do that. Honestly, I think the only thing the women's division in AEW is missing is a focal star. Um, you know, we we have Nyla Rose. Um, she's she she's kind of terrible in the ring. Yeah. You know? um, I I wasn't a big fan of her becoming the AEW Women's Champion. I I wasn't a big fan of her beating Riho and it has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, she's transgendered. It's the fact that she's really green and she is just not a good wrestler. I completely support, you know, her doing her thing. I completely support her being a transgendered, you know, athlete, like hundred percent all behind that. Like want nothing but the best for you, but she garbage in the ring and yeah. and i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing as long as you're in like the king kong bundy role right 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 um I, yeah <laughs> i i think that uh maybe AEW wanted to do some pc stuff and and that's that's why they put the belt on her um but anyway Maybe we should get back to the WrestleMania. We'll, we'll, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so the next, I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot more we can say about it. This is just kind of a, a copy paste thrown together match. Here's four people who don't have a match, you know, fuck it. Let's put them on the card. Kind yep. of thing. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't think anything relevant comes out of it, but I do think that the, the Kabukis will win. That's what I think. I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, Next up, we actually have what has a chance to be, you know, the dark horse best match on the card, uh, depending on how much freedom they're given. Um, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. Well, that, that if they're given full reign to run, that could be a great match, man. You could see people flying around, doing all these kind of uh, holds, and uh, that could be a great match. You're right. If they take some of the comedy off of Sami Zayn and stop playing him as a putz, because he's really not. He's got in-ring talent. He's so good. And the character is good. Don't get me wrong. The way they're doing it is it's funny and it's good. And he's very annoying. So he becomes a, a you know a, a popular heel, whatever, however you want to put that. But. It also takes away from his in-ring talent. So how they're going to play that, I don't know how they're going to play that. Yeah, Sami Zayn seems like he's – he and, and Chad Gable, I think, is the other. I'm not calling him short AG. Uh, he and Chad Gable, I think, are the two people who are hurt the most by Vince McMahon's character over talent prioritization. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think, um, yeah, I think you're right. Who do you uh, who do you have walking out of here as the IC champ? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the belt on Daniel Bryan. Yeah, uh, you're gonna switch it to Daniel Bryan because I'm gonna I'm gonna say that there's gonna be some conflict between uh, the trio there. I think Cesaro is gonna be the one that's gonna get upset. Okay. And and break off, and then there'll be a. There'll be some inter-turmoil, I think, there. That's what I'm calling. And there's a guy who they don't utilize either, Cesaro. Cesaro is good. I like Cesaro. But anyway. 
you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take an exit off the highway here, and I'm gonna go into a little bit of fantasy booking here. Okay. Um. So, what I do with it, and I'm I'm gonna go like the next few months out, maybe to SummerSlam. Um. So Sammy, like Daniel Bryan's preparing for Sammy Zayn, right? So he gets out to the ring. He's ready for Sammy Zayn. Uh, you know, Sammy decides he's going to call a Freebird rule here. And Cesaro is going to be who defends, you know, the championship against Daniel Bryan. Okay. Right? Um, and I'm going to have Cesaro beat Daniel Bryan. Clean. Um. From there, Drew Gulak is going to try, right? And, and same thing. Sammy's like, nope, free bird rule. This is Cesaro's. And Cesaro beats Drew Gulak clean. And every competitor that steps up to challenge Sami Zayn, Sammy keeps relying on Cesaro because Cesaro's my guy. Shinsuke couldn't, you know, keep this thing. Hell, let's throw Braun Strowman in there. He, like, they, they took the title from Braun Strowman. He wants a one-on-one -on -one match. Cesaro steps up. Cesaro beats Braun Strowman. Um, and Cesaro becomes, like, this fighting workhorse champion and then Sami Zayn gets to the point where he's like, all right, cool. Give me back my Intercontinental Championship. And Cesaro tells him to go screw himself. Nice. And we get a SummerSlam match. Cesaro, Sami Zayn. Um, and we'll, we'll make it a handicap match. Cesaro takes out Sami Zayn and Shinsuke. Stick that belt on him for like a year and let him just be that defending like workhorse championship that like made the intercontinental title so prestigious. Yeah. And he could do it because he is uh, he's a workhorse kind of guy. If there's anyone who can challenge Dolph Ziggler for the best in ring talent right now, it's Cesaro. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I think they could do, I think, they, I think they could do a lot with, with Cesaro. And, and, and that's a great storyline. And that plays out. For, for months, you know, for months, like you said, you take it to uh, what's the next one that comes up? The one with the ladders, uh, table uh, money in the bank, right? Isn't that the next one? Table ladders and chairs. I think uh, that I think TLC is the next one after. Uh, I thought TLC was in December. Oh, maybe you're right. Is it money in the bank? You're thinking? Maybe it's money in the bank. Maybe it's money. I thought money in the bank was later, but. You know, it's June, June's money in the bank, I think, most times. June or July. Um, and then uh, SummerSlam's August, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm good with that. You write Cesaro out, our storyline that writes out, you don't lose with that because he's going to be able to carry it. You know what I mean? He's not, he's not going to drop the ball. He's good in the ring. Maybe not so good with the, with the uh, mic so good. But he's good with the with in the ring, yeah, and and I think the Intercontinental Championship has has kind of been iconic. You know, like you picture that that old style belt, the the one that they just re-retired for the second time. You know, and it, it conjures images of you know of the Ultimate Warrior wearing it, of Randy Savage, of you know, like there's there's defining champions who had that belt. And then even in the mid 2000s with that 
okay design they have it you know like like the look of it on like randy orton or chris jericho it has that iconic thing we've we've been given this new title belt design and i think we need someone to get it to that prestigious level to get it in our minds to be equal to those belts that came before it i think we need an iconic image of a guy holding it and defending it and being a champion and i think cesaro can be that for this new title design i like that i like that i like that maybe down maybe down the road we could have a cesaro uh ziggler match i yeah i'd i'd pay to see it i think that would i think that would be a great match I think that would be a great match. Um, you could have you, you know. There's so many things you could do with that. You could, you, oh man, that would be. I think that's a that's a good SummerSlam match right there. I do, yeah, I'd I'd watch the hell out of that. Yep. Um, all right. So next up, we have uh, we're breaking the monotony of bad matches with one that's actually kind of high profile here. Uh, the last man standing between Edge and Randy Orton. Wow. Well, I, I think the build-up is, is, has been good. I think they would have done more with it had there not been, you know, the, the whole corona thing. They would have been able to do more with it. But making it a last-man-standing match in an empty arena has potential to be interesting. Yes. Think about it. Last-man-standing, that means, you know, it can go anywhere. Right. You think back, how many of them have wound up in hot dog stands or popcorn flying around? You know, those last men standing, they usually go out in the crowd and concessions, like I said, but you got none of that. So what are we going to do? Well, you have the potential to have some, some, uh, what's the word I want? Some, there's going to be some chair shots, I'm thinking. Sure, um, but there may even be some some. What do I want to say? Some new Jack type stuff. Um, maybe not as, to the level of new Jack, but <clears throat> some jumping off high things. You know, there may be some of that because you got an empty arena, right? Supposedly it was filmed whenever it was filmed. I don't know. You know, so they could have set up angle shots, whatever. However they want to do it, they could have done that. And I think that this match has the potential to be bloody. I think this is going to be bloody. I know Randy Orton doesn't like, you know, the, the cut thing, but I think this is going to be a bloody one. This is going to be good. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping this match ends in the toilet paper aisle of Walmart. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Uh, so funny. Who do you who do you book going over in this match? I think if Edge is planning to continue, you gotta you gotta have Edge come out on top. I think, unless you have some kind of a strange ending. But then, if you want to give a give a push to Orton, Orton continues on that Legend Killer thing. You know, it depends on which way they want to go with it. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you have to go with Orton on this one. Um, I think getting that notch in his belt is going to do so much more for Orton than a win for Edge will be. Um, 
I think Edge coming back needs to be because he signed what a three year deal now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he needs to be. I think he needs to be Shawn Michaels. You know, post uh, two thousand two. When, right. when he came back where, you know, like this, this is a guy who he's a main event talent, but he's got the credibility. Um, excuse me, opening up my, my seltzer here. Um, but he's, he's already got the pedigree and he's already got, you know, the credibility where you can, you can pop him in main events. You know, he's a hall of famer. You don't have to justify him with wins. This is one of the few guys who wins and losses don't actually matter for as long as you give him some wins. You know, um, I think in moments, key moments like this, he, he could really put some guys over big. I, I agree with that, except that I think in the match, you have to give him some good, some good props. Oh, you have definitely. to have some, some interesting things to prove that he's back. You yes. know what I mean? Yes, you, you do. Something edge-like. You know what I mean? I mean, so the, I mean, the entire purpose of this, a wrestling match is a story, you know, and, and we have to, we have to tell, you know, we have to tell these stories in ways that accentuate what's going on. I would have, you know, Randy Orton win in a way that suggests that maybe if Edge wasn't sitting on the shelf for the last 10 years, he would have, he would have won, you know, that he, he's just a step off because he's been away from this for an entire decade while Randy is kind of still in the thick of this and, and just kind of having that, you know, in-ring instincts that Randy still has that edge doesn't have was the difference in determining who the winner was. And that's something that going forward edge can even pick back up. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that's good. I like that. I like that. I think that that perpetuates both of their uh, both of their future endeavors. We'll say, you know. Yeah. I, I, but I, but I, I, I do. I want to emphasize that they have to have Edge do something Edge-like. Oh yeah, definitely. Off a ladder or something. They got to do something. And and I mean because this um, is a this is a pre-taped match, you can get a you can get away with a lot of stuff. I mean, you can have Randy Orton throw Edge off the top of the Titantron, and maybe he you know takes that bump on one of those giant like foam you know twenty foot foam pad things, or there's no way he's actually going to get hurt. But maybe you do a second cut where maybe he jumps from like five feet and takes a bump and you just splice those together to make it look like he took an actual, you know, 50 foot bump off the, <laughs> off the right. Titan Right. Right. I know there's so, because it's taped, there's so many different things that they could do. <coughs> Excuse me. That they could do with it. It makes it, it makes it to me, one of the matches I'm looking forward to. Um, and I probably wouldn't have said that two weeks ago, but in thinking about it, it's one of them that I'm looking forward to. I I couldn't agree more. Um, now cutting to a match that neither one of us are looking forward to, and honestly would not be a WrestleMania match in any other year. Oh. Uh, King Corbin versus Elias. God, this is the this is the why in the world did they do us do do this to us match? Um, this is. Uh, 
I don't know what what they're doing with this. It's a filler. It's going to be a filler. Um, I mean, if you told me in early January, before the Royal Rumble, where he just you know randomly popped up out of nowhere, if you told me in early January that Elias was going to have a one-on-one match at WrestleMania, I would have slapped you in your lying mouth. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. After the Bean thing, why is Corbin even still in WrestleMania? I mean, that was his thing. He, got, he did that. He took the Bean thing or dog food, whatever it was. He took that, and I thought we were going to get a break from Corbin. Now he's going to come back with a new character. Somehow it was going to be new. But no, that's not what they did. Instead, they give us a match with Elias, and somehow I think the Gronk and the uh, and the uh, Mojo are going to fit into this somehow. Just my opinion. But I, I think that Elias has so much, in my opinion, potential because he comes out, the crowd goes nuts. When there's a crowd, you know, they hope they feed into that whole walk with Elias thing. I think he has a chance to be a, a, a really good face. You know, with some with some shady Steve Austin kind of stuff going on, but still a face, right? Yeah. And to put him in the ring with Corbin, I got to be honest with you, I didn't like him when he was the lone wolf or whatever he was wolfing on. I didn't like when he won the tournament. He's not a character that I enjoy. But he took a lot of stuff to, with that Roman Reigns, that whole Roman Reigns thing. Yeah, he did. He proved – I think that that is almost like his Isaac Yankum. I think that when Glenn Jacobs was coming in, you know, he did a whole bunch – he did the fake diesel. He did the, the Isaac Yankum. He did the whole thing, right? I think right. that that dog food thing was Baron Corbin's admission ticket, my opinion, again. Yeah, Something that was his admission ticket. Do this, get you know, do this, get Roman over, do this thing, be a hated guy, and then down the road we'll we'll figure out something for you that'll make you the main guy. Maybe not I, the main guy, but the main guy. Couldn't couldn't agree more with that. Um, I think I think the guy, I think the guy is one of the few true heels out there he's not trying to get cheers he's not trying to get everybody liking him he's legitimately trying to get people to shit on him and he's good at it yep yep um i i'm i i didn't necessarily i don't like the king corbin gimmick um i i didn't want him to be king when he won the king of the ring i hate when they do that um which one was good which one was good the king booker was was awful that might have been the funniest one. Yeah. King yeah. Savage, King Macho Man, whatever it was, the Macho King. I mean, maybe that's predating you. I don't know, Jake. Oh, that, no, no, no. Macho King is not predating me at all. <laughs> that, 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 there hasn't been a good king, you know, other than Lawler. What was a good king? Yeah. I mean, I mean if, you, if you're going like who the good kings are, I mean, it's going to be Harley Race. It's going to be. That was a good one. You know, it's going to be Randy Savage. And then aside from that, eh? Yeah. 
and some of the Macho King was uh, was Scary Sherry. I think Scary Sherry had a lot to do with that Macho King thing. I mean, but, she she was someone you could put with anything, and she would make it work. Yep, and she took some bumps. She that, took some bumps. She was. She was impressive. She was impressive. <laughs> she took she took a mirror to the face in that in that rockers program. That's what she took. <laughs> I'll never forget. Really quick, scary uh, Sherry story. Maybe you you can look it up on the internet if you want. But when she was inducted, she was half out of her mind, blitzed, really just gone. <laughs> and she started to tell a story about sleeping with Ric Flair, but they stopped her. <laughs> hilarious if you i don't remember what year it was but she gets up there she's hammered obviously hammered whether it's alcohol or pills i don't know but she goes on to a in this diatribe and then it it gets to where she's going to talk about sleeping with rick flair and they cut to rick flair rick flair's doing the neck thing like please stop her <laughs> it was hilarious Look it up. Anybody listening, look it up. It's worth the look. It's hilarious. Anyway, sorry. No, no problem. So uh, next up, we got Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley. I don't think this match is going to happen. I think we talked about it off camera, so to speak. Yep. Lashley's in quarantine. Uh, I don't think this match is going to happen. But it's a shame because I enjoy Aleister Black's character. Same. His talent. I think he's. I think he's very talented, my opinion. Um, so I, I'm. I'm going to miss him not being involved, but maybe he'll get involved in some other uh, facet of of the WrestleMania. Maybe he'll jump in. I don't know, but I don't think this match is going to happen. All right. Uh, so yeah, let's let's kind of leave it with that. Um, I mean, if it was going to happen, I'd put Alistair Black over. Um, Next match, and and by the way, for those of you who are like, you didn't give us a winner between Elias and King Corbin, it's because no one gives a shit. No one um, cares. What's that? Who cares? Yeah, exactly. No one cares. No one cares. The guitar is going to win. There yeah, you go. yeah. Uh, next up, we got uh, the Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Angel Garza. Okay, there's no way the Street Profits don't win this. I, I, I yeah, versus like the guys who just uh, happened to be call-ups because Andrade couldn't be there twice. Right, right. And here's the thing with that is how serious was that back injury that Montez Ford took? I mean, it looked pretty bad when I saw it. It looked like, okay, he's not getting up. Yeah. I mean, he splatted on the ground. The guy missed him. Supposed to catch him when you do that. You know that. Supposed A little to bit, Yeah. And he missed him completely. Montez Ford landed square on his back. It was ugly. It was it was pretty I don't know. I hope so, he's he, talk about Mike Talent. That dude's got it. Yeah. So you know what? I'm gonna throw a curveball in here. All right. Then you're gonna have to win, are you? What yeah, let's let's have if I'm booking, let's have Austin Theory and Angel Garza win this thing. Okay, can can I just interject? Just, yeah, absolutely. The story has to end with Angel Garza being like shot or severely beaten. 
<laughs> I don't think there's anybody in a long time other than MJF that dislikes more than Angel Garza. Just annoys the bejesus out of me. Just does it. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So here's here's where I'd go with it. Because you know I'm I'm big on long-term storytelling. That every little thing we do is going to lead to something bigger. In, okay. And that's how how I want to I want to approach this. I'm having Austin Theory and Angel Garza win this match and it's to get someone over. And that person I want to get over is Zelina Vega. Oh, okay. Um so we told the story in NXT. I don't know if you remember back when, you know, uh before she paired up with Andrade. Andrade was a schlup. You know, he was like this hapless face who wasn't taken seriously he was jobbing you know yep. and then he pairs up with Zelina Vega and she takes him from jobber to NXT champion basically overnight um they get to the main roster they're paired up together she takes him right to the US title now she takes Angel Garza who was nothing on 205 live and and she takes Austin Theory who's this fresh-faced kid on NXT and by aligning with her they are now the raw tag team champions and I think what I want to do with that I don't know who I would use off the top of my head but I think I would take someone who's right on the cusp you know uh, maybe just lacking a little bit of uh, you know mic skills and and use the the story of Zelina Vega bringing titles and championships and success. Pair someone who's right on that cusp with Zelina Vega, and we can take them straight to the world title with it. And I think you have a built-in um, contender with Andrade there too, because he's right at that level. And and they've been kind of on and off teasing before his wellness violation and all that stuff. They've been teasing a split between those two. If you really want to do that, you can do it and just have her be that focal point while her new guy is defending his world title against, um, you know, against Andrade. What about, uh, I got two suggestions. What about, first of all, what about the boyfriend? Maybe the boyfriend fits that mold. Alistair? Yes. Ah, uh, I... Or is he too already right at the top? How about, how about Humberto? I, I don't think I'd give Humberto the, the world title. You know, oh, no. Oh, no, no. I, I wasn't thinking... Of, yeah, okay. Yeah. You, you know who I would do it with? Who's that? I would do it with Rusev. Oh, that's interesting. I could, because Rusev has always kind of been on the brink of that success, yeah. right? Like he's always been like just short and, and the dude has it, you know, like he has it. Um, just go all the way with him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they love him. They still do Rusev day. They did it like three months after it was over and they still did the Rusev day champ. So yeah, he's got, he's got crowd appeal. You're right about that. My question would be, Looking at it from a storyline perspective, right? Yeah. Would he go back into some something that quick after just dumping the crazy Russian lady? I think that's a reason to do it. Okay. Like it's almost it's almost like this is a rebound for him, but okay. it's it's rebounding the best possible way. You could even have Zelina kick the crap out of out of uh, Lana. 
if you wanted. Oh. Well, we don't want to. We don't want to turn Zelina face <laughs> because that would do it. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, because yeah, Lana might be the most hated human being in WWE. Um, but yeah, I I could see the the Rusev thing attaching. I like the idea of attaching her and making her the maker of champions, so to speak. I like that. That's that's a good play. I like that play. I like that play. Because you're right. When when Andrade was Andrade Sane almost or whatever he was there. Yeah. Um, um, back in the NXT days, there was a minute where I okay, this guy's a loser, you know. Right. But then they fixed that. And remind me to come back to a guy who next WrestleMania is going to be on the card. Remind me to come back to that because I got a I got a guy. Um, okay. I'm from New Jersey, so it doesn't mean I got a guy, you know, because that's a famous Jersey thing. I got a guy. <laughs> that kind of guy. I got a guy that's going to be on WrestleMania card next year. Anyway, um, I like this, the, the play with, uh, with Zelina. Uh, I like that. I like that a lot. I think the maker of champions. And she's got – she's just playing enough to, to be a heel. Right. But – She's attractive enough to keep my attention, not my, <laughs> you know, the crowd's attention. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so, and she's about five foot nothing too, by the way. I, I think mean, she's, I think she's low key, like one of the keys to building a new star. I think, I think you're right. I think, I think that's a great play. I think, yeah, I think that's, that's awesome. The maker of champions, Selena Vega. I like that. But doing it Spanish, you know, <laughs> champion, something. Not like not like Jericho does. So, no. Spanish, not French. Yeah, not French. Um, yeah. Although he did, he did, speaking of that, just an offshoot, he did something hilarious last night. I don't know if he saw it. He was in his jacuzzi and drinking a little bit of the bubbly, and Matt Hardy's little uh, drone thing came over. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I I um I have it taped. I haven't finished it yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I no 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 no. That's that's good. I, I that is something that's going to make me go back to it all the quicker. That was pretty funny. Pretty funny. Um. So next up, we got a uh, Miz and Morrison uh, versus the New Day versus the Usos. Okay. There's a strong rumor that the Miz is not going to be part of this. Yeah, I thought I read somewhere. I don't know if this is just speculation. I don't know if this is a spoiler. Um, I'm honestly, I'm not too concerned with spoilers. Just kind of a, a quick offshoot. Yeah, especially in this one. You know, yeah. It, well, because I mean, I know they taped this stuff ahead of time, but there is no way they didn't tape to it. As much as Vince McMahon likes to just change his mind on the fly and decide like this person's winning, I guarantee every match has a different scenario that's been taped with each participant winning. They have that, to have. That was what I heard. I heard they did it one, they did two stories so that, it wouldn't get out. Two endings, I'm sorry, so that nothing would get out officially. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did read that. So that could be. That could yeah. be. I'd, I'd be I'd be shocked. Um, there's definitely a Brock Lesnar cut of WrestleMania and a Drew McIntyre cut of WrestleMania. I think you're right. Um, but yeah. I did I did read somewhere that uh, – like they were like whittling this down to like a, just a triple threat match, like a singles triple threat match, okay. like Morrison versus one of the Usos versus um 
one of the the new day but for the tag titles okay well that that would be interesting if you wanted to get morrison over you you could have him fight by himself against the two teams yeah Yeah. if you want i see i'm a big fan of john morrison i i think he's cool i think he's he he does great in-ring work in my opinion um He doesn't. He doesn't necessarily have the mic presence. No. But Morrison, uh, Miz does. Yeah. So, you know, um, but maybe you want to get Morrison over and then have a battle between Morrison and the Miz. You know, oh, I won the belt by myself. Da da da. You could you could write something like that. You know, Miz coming back and he's the heel. Morrison's the face. And you know, I don't even think it'd be that egregious because uh, I mean, a ladder match is going to play to the the parkour you know, aspect of John Morrison's character. Like, yeah, he'd be in a handicap situation, but like he's in his element. Right, 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 right. And think about, you know, yeah, the Usos can do the latter thing and Kofi could do the latter thing. Uh, I, I, I would love to see Big E get up there and do some latter stuff, but right. not going to happen. But Morrison could definitely do it. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Uh, um, I don't think he's going to be back, and if he was, they wouldn't have him do the latter thing yet because of that knee thing. Right. Uh, but it's, I think that that has the potential for Morrison to come out shining like a star. And isn't that his move, the shooting star? Something like that. I thought his star was involved in his move. I could be wrong. Uh, Starship Pain. All right, that's it. Yeah, I knew star was involved somehow. Um, um, I, I think I – and I'd keep it on Miz and Morrison. I don't yeah. – I don't think there's any reason to move it. I don't see. Yeah, I don't see. Uh, unless it's unless it's somebody we're going to talk about later. I don't see a reason to move any of the belts in this WrestleMania because it's really meaningless. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, all right. Uh, so next up, we have uh, Kevin Ol- uh, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. I kind of mixed them up for a second there and almost said Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Well, you know, I here's one where. Here's one where potentially this had a chance to be a really good, a really good WrestleMania match, I think, anyway. Yeah. They, they kind of, I don't think AOP's around anymore. I don't think Buddy Murphy's around anymore um, because of the virus and things like that. So the part of the, the storyline that was intriguing to me was the Messiah thing. Yeah. I mean, if you notice, they kind of came off that a little bit because there's no entourage anymore because people are home or whatever they're doing. You know, there's no AOP. There's no Murphy. Um, at least the last two times. Now, maybe they're doing that to set up the match with Owens. I don't know. But I, this match has potential to be one of my favorites of the, of the night, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I think Rollins wins somehow. Maybe not fairly, but he wins. Um, but I think this has potential to be a uh, to be a good one. Um, I'm I'm with you. I think Rollins wins somehow. I think I I mean we've we've talked about it. I'm I'm not a big fan of the execution of the Messiah character, but I want Rollins to keep doing it, and I want him to grow into it, and I want him to learn um, how to present that character. And I think that needs to be integral to. Uh, I think that needs to be integral to the ending of this. Um, I think this is, especially with the AOP out, especially with Buddy Murphy out, I think this is a good opportunity 
to give Seth Rollins another follower. I don't know like where he is in everything that's going on uh, with him, but if he's available, I want Lars Sullivan oh. to, to come back and be kind of that, that personal bodyguard for Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I kind of forgot about him with all the nonsense that was going on with that guy, but when he was fight, when he was active, he was an impressive force. Right. And, and I think, I mean, I know there's a lot of baggage with him with, you know, uh, his porn career with, you know, some of the, you know, um, racist tirades he's gone on. Um, I think putting him with Seth Rollins and having him acknowledge he was at the point of his life where he was, he was at the bottom of a hole and he needed a Messiah to pull him out of that. And, you know, the loving embrace of Seth Rollins has brought him back home. I think that's a good way to acknowledge he's got some skeletons in his closet. He's got some things he's done that, you know, he feels certain ways about. Like, we can acknowledge all of that without directly pointing the finger. And we can give almost a heel redemption arc by him, you know, submitting to the, you know, the church of Seth. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that works. That works. You know, you could, yeah, because you could bring him back without so much, without so much heat for bringing him back. Right. You're playing the storyline. Yeah. I, I, that works. That works. Um, but he could have, there's so many matches that you could see him in because he was a big guy, but he had some enduring talent. He does. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's so many ways that you could play that. Um, Wow. You know, one. and I, I think that's a safe place too to use him because I part of, part of it is going to be, I mean, the porn stuff, whatever that that is what it is. You know, he's done it. It's it's there. It's in the past. Um, I think the things you kind of have to, you know, worry about with him are uh, some of the comments he made. You yeah. know, um, yeah. the fact that he just kind of. Uh, you know, he had his mental breakdown, you know, um, I think this is a good spot for him where if he can kind of keep himself together, you know, mentally, socially, um, it's a, it's a good jumping spot for him to, to go to something bigger. If you feel like he's still kind of a liability, he's still going through some of his mental issues. He can just be there to, you know, eat beat downs for Seth and you don't have to put anything significant behind him and you can easily swap him out for Eric Rowan. Right, right, right. right, right. So I, I think it's a nice safe space to, to introduce um, Lars back into the, the company. I think that I think protecting him from the bumps uh, from, from getting to Rollins that, that works because I think, you know, like if you remember back in the, uh, in the, uh, and I just saw it, so I just, that's why I'm talking about it. The, the New Jack thing. Yeah, and yeah. Tilo Brown's role. Tilo Brown's role was to take bumps for New Jack. Right. right? Storyline. So, Warren Sullivan could could kind of fit into that, you know, where he's taking. He's not going to take a lot of bumps because he's a pretty big dude. Yep. He could get it. He could cause interference from people getting to rounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's a good way to bring him back. Um, 
it's going to get some heat, but you know, hey. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I mean, good. Um, all right, so next up we have <laughs> we have the boneyard match between the Undertaker and AJ Styles. Oh boy, I, I, well, let me let me start off by saying the Undertaker is my all-time favorite wrestler of all time, no doubt. Um, uh, when he came out. You know, when he, it was just, he's just been my favorite. He's changed a little over the years, developed the character a little bit. As far as longevity goes, who's got more longevity than he does with that same character? Come on now. Yeah. Um, I think that he probably should have stopped maybe five years ago when he put, whatever it was, three years ago when he put the, he put the hat and the coat in the ring and left it there. That should have been it. Yeah. And I think now, I'm not saying that he's a joke because he's not, but I'm, But what I am saying is it's not believable anymore for me. Um, it's not, and he's coming off that whole Undertaker thing with this match with Styles, but it's just not, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to put it. I I think that Styles and anybody looking at it from a from a logical perspective knows Styles wins. Styles wins. The 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 ambiance, the 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 character of the Undertaker, maybe he wins. But Styles versus the Undertaker at this point, 2020, Styles wins. He has to. Right? But then let's have it end. And I hate to say that because I am a big Undertaker fan. But let's have it end. Somehow we have to write this match so that Styles come off good, but the Undertaker comes off good enough where he can say, okay, this is it. And we know this time this is it. You know? Next year we'll have, and the other thing they haven't, they haven't mentioned anything about the Hall of Fame thing. I haven't heard anything about that. I don't know what's going on with that. But next year we put him in the Hall of Fame with yeah. the, the biggest, uh, you know, hoopla, you know, and and put it, let it rest in peace to coin a phrase. Um, that that's how I see that match. I I I, I just don't want. I'm too embarrassed himself. That's that's what I'm afraid of. What do you uh, what do you feel about? There's talk of um, AJ going over the Undertaker, and the Undertaker, you know, when he does come back, when he does inevitably show up, when he does inevitably fight in Saudi Arabia, um, being the American badass again. Of of all the characters that he does, the American badass is the least damaging to him, right? I, right? Um, because you you go to Saudi Arabia, come out come out on a big Harley, that's going to impress the crap out of those Saudis. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yes, it is. Big loud Harley and and ride in. Come on, that works. You know, um, they got to protect him. I, I, we talked about this before. Somehow they got to protect him, whether it's in a tag team or some some way that somebody can carry him a little bit. 
And that's no disrespect. The guy's in his mid to late 50s. Right. So he's earned being protected. He's earned that, you know. Um, but I, I just hope that, you know, I was never a Goldberg fan, but after that, that match, I felt bad for him because he just looked horrible, you know. Not the last one, the one before that. Yeah, yeah, no, they – um. Yeah, those two did not belong in the ring together. They, they're, they're both at the point where like they can, they can still do this, but they shouldn't be in world title matches. No, um, and I think they both need a ring general, someone who can work around them. I think AJ Styles is a fantastic pairing for the Undertaker because of that. Um, yeah. yeah, AJ AJ could put on a good match with a broomstick. Um, well, yeah, and I think AJ has a. <laughs> respect for the business to do whatever it takes to be done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that he was in it for the money. He would have been in WWE a long time ago. Yeah, agreed. So he likes, in my opinion, he appears to be in it for the business. And I think he's going to do anything to get the Undertaker over to, to whatever storyline plays. You know? Yeah. Um, but I still... I still am intrigued by that whole, I'm going to quote him now. He said, you bring your two ass clowns and I'm bringing the Holy Trinity. Now, who's the Holy Trinity? I can only hope that one of them is Cain. So I think that's, I mean, that's the obvious one. You know, like that's, that's the one that's a no brainer. I got another one. I got another one. Okay. What about mankind? <sighs> yeah. In an empty stadium where he could just jump off all kinds of crazy shit? I mean, that's you're almost like Mick Foley, here you go, have at it. Do whatever you want to do. Jump over jump off the second floor if you wanna. You know what I mean? I, I just think there's potential if Mick Foley is still willing to do that. Um you know, here's one I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out. Okay. What about the acolytes? Well, see, I thought about that. Gangrel and the the Godwin guy. Um, no, 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 no. Like the the like the APA, like Bradshaw and Ron Simmons. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. I was thinking of minions. Uh, yeah, never mind. Oh, that wouldn't be bad. Um, you know, isn't um, or or if we're if we're gonna go, because I mean, I think one of them has to be Kane. Um, I I know there's absolutely no history, and it's it would be completely out of left field, and it would only be for the pop. But Abyss is under contract in a backstage role Ooh. with WWE right now. I like that. Like, what if it was, you know, Undertaker, Kane, and Abyss? I like that. I like that. That plays for me. That, that plays for me. I like it. <clears throat> I, I like the Abyss character, major ripoff of Mankind, but it, we'll, we'll forget about that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. um, but that whole Joseph Parks thing, though, that was fun. That, that was, was that fun. was, and it really showed his range. Yep. That was fun when he came out sweating with that short T-shirt, a short white shirt and a tie. That was fun. I enjoyed that. 
And I, I would go with that. Oh, you know, you know what? Or here's, here's actually, here's another, you know, another one we mentioned before, you know, we don't think, uh, you know, there's some doubt on Alistair Black and Bobby Lashley. You know, how, how did this whole thing with Undertaker and AJ Styles start? Undertaker got involved in Alistair Black's match with AJ and helped him. Could even be Kane and Alistair. Oh, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Yeah, the, the interference at the, uh, the mountain trophy thing in, in Saudi Arabia. That's what you're talking about, right? Um, no, no. The, uh, the pay-per-view. So uh, the last pay-per-view... It was um, Alistair Black versus AJ Styles. Okay, it wasn't the tournament. Okay, oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you now. Never mind. And, and they, yeah, they three on one to Alistair to the point where AJ had him beat, and then the Undertaker came out. Right now, I got you. Yeah, that see that that plays, and like you said, nothing happens for no reason. You know, everything kind of weaves together. So. If they wanted to use that, they would have a they would have a story they've already set up. That works. I, I mean, the Kane thing is an obvious connection. There's always a connection between them two. Um, you followed Japan. Did 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 AJ have any like any like heated rivalries over there with the with the club that they could bring in? Is there anybody they could bring in from that? <laughs> Actually, Shinsuke Nakamura. Ooh. Okay. Um, yeah, Shinsuke and uh, and AJ ended up uh, ended up having. Uh, actually, I think if I remember correctly, it was a, you know, obviously it was a long time ago. But I think the last match AJ and Nakamura had in New Japan was actually against each other. Oh wow! Okay. Well, that's it's going to be interesting to see who the Trinity is. That's for sure. I, th- uh, I think that's going to be yeah the unholy Trinity. I think that's going to be the, uh, you know, um, un- unless they do because the so this is like a boneyard match, right? Um, right? So I get the feeling this is going to be filmed in some sort of like graveyard kind of thing. The right. um, the other thing I could see them doing. Um, and th- this is kind of getting into like Matt Hardy kind of territory is, you know, <clears throat> what if, um, what if AJ Styles, you know, puts down the undertaker beats him. Right. Okay. But then he comes back as like old school, you know, grave digger undertaker with the old gloves and the, you know, the gray gloves and the gray things on his boot pads. And he's got, you know, the hair in his face and AJ Styles beats him too. And then he rises one more time as the American badass, you know, that we got the Holy Trinity that way, or, you know, maybe ministry of darkness instead of the last one, but we get three different undertakers within the match. I like that. I like that, and because of the way this WrestleMania is set up, they could do that. You know, they don't have to worry about costume changes because you could just, you know, if it's taped ahead. Right, know? they could, they could, they could literally shave his head in between, you know, and he can, he can come back with the short hairstyle for the last bit of it. I like it. I, I think that's, I think that's a better way to play that Trinity thing. How they script that is going to be interesting, <laughs> but it has, it has potential. Like getting buried. And then coming up as another different guy, getting better. Yeah, that works. 
that that really works. That would be that would be a, a almost a WrestleMania saving moment, so to speak. That just that premise gets me excited about watching it. And, a, and I think this is one of two matches where they can get really creative with stuff like that. Well, I think we're going to agree on the other one. I think, I, I think so too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so let's see. Are we at that that match yet? No. Al- almost. We got one in between, uh, and we can kind of blow through this one quick because I don't think either one of us cares about it. Um, Bailey, Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, Tamina. Oh goodness. Um, do we do we get a Bailey Banks breakup in this one? You think? I think I think we need to. Yeah. Um, we do too. Um, I think Tamina, man, she came back like a house of fire um, um, this past uh, the, the the last Raw that I watched. She beat everybody up. You know, she beat Evans. She beat Naomi. She didn't beat Bailey and Banks, but she cleared the ring. You know, I th- I think she needs to be a quick elimination. Um, I quick. I think I think if her dad wasn't Jimmy Snuka, she wouldn't have a job anymore. I hate to say it, but she brings nothing to the table. I agree. I agree. I think they used her to be uh, to be a question mark, so to speak. What is she going to do? Is she going to you know turn on Banks? Is she going to what is she going to do? And, and yeah, I think she's only in the ring to get a WrestleMania paycheck. I think that that's probably right. Although I will say this, I had the opportunity to meet Jimmy Snooker one time on a Father's Day. It was a Father's Day FCW match, which was pre-NXT. FCW. Yeah. And the way that lady took care of her father was amazing to me. Just made sure that he that he got to meet people, but that obviously I think there has been there had been some Alzheimer's or dementia going on, but she protected him just enough so that he could still be Jimmy Snooker, but he wasn't going to get where he was like scared because of the dementia or what was ever going on. Right. I know that's that has nothing to do with wrestling, but. She has my utmost respect for the way she treated her father. That was really, really cool. And That's I know awesome. people going, there's people going, oh, you know, he didn't treat that lady too good. <laughs> I was debating bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, but, you know, the love of a daughter for a father transcends right. that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway. so who do you uh, who do you put the because we can move on from this one pretty quick. Who do you put the title on? I think Naomi takes the belt. I read my mind. Yeah, I think Naomi takes the belt. I think Naomi is one of the most talented females that are, that are out there, in my opinion. Um, and I think that she, she comes out with the belt, but it sets up a Bailey Banks rivalry, so to speak, for down the road. That's, what, that's how I think that plays out. But I'm hoping the Southern Bell gets a little bit of a play. Because she's one of my favorites. I like her. The Southern Belle, Lacey Evans. Um, I'm a fan. All right. So next up, I think, is the other match. It's the other match I had in mind where you can get creative with. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, thinking it, I'm thinking you're thinking the same. John Cena versus The Fiend in a Firefly Funhouse match. 
That's got to be night one. The way my scenario works, that's got to be night one. Um, would you? So I, I would make sure to separate Cena versus the Fiend and Undertaker versus AJ Styles. The, those, I, in my mind, have to be on two separate nights. All right. Well, we'll put we'll put the Undertaker and Styles on night two because the way I got to point out, Fiend and Cena needs to be night one. Okay. Okay, and here's what I got pointing out. So Fiend and Cena have the match, right? Good yeah. match, close match. But the Fiend wins. So however you want to write it, he's, he's redeemed, so to speak, right? He's yeah. Redeemed. You could play this one or two ways. He's redeemed. So now he's, he's ferocious again. He's got his thing, his mojo back. Okay? Yeah. And then on night two, behind the scenes, you have Strowman, who I believe is getting replaced, who's replacing Reigns. Right. The rumor. You have Strowman getting ready to get in the ring, and then guess who beats him up? The Fiend. I like it. And the Fiend beats him up, and the Fiend takes Showman's place, who was taking Reigns' place. And then they put the belt back on the Fiend. That's my play. Now, you could do it one of two ways. Either you could have Cena wrestle Bray Wyatt and lose, and then have the Fiend go nuts on night two, which I'm okay with that. Or you could have the Fiend beat Cena, regain his clown mojo, whatever it is, and then beat up Strowman and then take the belt back from Goldberg because then down the line, that would also set up a Fiend-Strowman rivalry kind of thing, which right. would be very good. But anyway, that's, that's, that was my creativeness. No, I, I, I like it. Um, I, I, would, it. I would very yeah. much like uh, – Not very know. creative, Jake, because my head hurts right now. <laughs> So, kind of, kind of zeroing in on on this match. There, there's something I want to do here. Okay. Um, so much, much like the AJ Undertaker match, I think we can take some creative freedoms in Ooh. this. You know, oh. we can we can film it a more a, l- a little more like theatrically. It doesn't yeah. have to be filmed like a wrestling match. Yeah. So I I want Cena to be trapped. In, in the Firefly Funhouse, right? Because like he's entering this world that it's like, it's not, you know, it's not our world. He's entering almost like they've, they've kind of hinted that this exists in limbo, right? right. Um, so I, I really want to lean into that horror aspect um, of, of what this is and just kind of have him almost like a maze where he's, he's lost. So I want this match to end with, like Cena on the ground and like we we're getting a shot like from John Cena's point of view. Right. And, and the fiends got his giant mallet. Right. I want him to swing that mallet and, and come down on John Cena's point of view and then just red. Right. Nice. Yeah. And then we cut to the normal firefly Funhouse. And Bray Wyatt is just in his regular 
sweater. Right. Like normal Bray Wyatt. And and he's welping, welcoming a new family member to the funhouse. And now there's a John Cena puppet. Oh, that's funny. To go along with all the other. Because, so, I mean, we, and we can always bring Cena back down, you know, down the line. We can always find ways to get him out or whatever. But he's not going to be here, you know, um, week after week. But, like, let's let's have let's have his his presence be on there i mean bray can even do the voice like he does for all the other puppets but let's put a john Cena like like let's take it a step further than like the x's he drew on people's eyes in the pictures right let's let's have him trap the soul of john cena in the firefly fun house cool okay <clears throat> i like that um and and you know what let's let's just hop right into roman uh well what was roman and goldberg um there because you know i i like the uh um you know i i like the idea um for it i i don't think i don't think i would even introduce stroman to it you're right because we're not we're not bound to braun stroman like that hasn't been announced on tv right Um, but i would keep him out of it completely Goldberg, you know, um, Goldberg can come up and, um, you know, do the whole, like, you know, Roman backed out, you know, who's next. And, you know, let, like, let's, the Firefly Funhouse thing can come up on the Titantron. Um, and one of the puppets, you know, it could even be the Cena puppet, you know, uh, tells, you know, Goldberg, you know, he crossed the fiend and now he's going to get the most dangerous version of Bray Wyatt. Right. And then we play the Firefly Funhouse and he comes out in the sweater, you know, uh, maybe even like a little like Art John Cena armband around his, his, uh, his sweater. Um, and, and, you know, Bray, sweater Bray, Cosby Bray annihilates Goldberg. And, and beats him within, you know, like the two minutes. Um, and, and we, we put the title back on, you know, on Bray and we get to kind of keep going with him as the monster, but we're telling the story that like, yeah, the fiend lost to Goldberg, but the fiend is not, you know, the fiend's intimidating, but the fiend is not the strongest version of Bray. Right, 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 right. I got you. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's there's a lot we can do with that. Most likely, we're going to be getting Strowman versus Goldberg. If that happens, I'd want Strowman to win only because I don't want him to kind of face the same burial that Bray Wyatt has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I I I think Goldberg comes out realistically. Yeah, but then but then where do you go with that, Jake? Um, that at SummerSlam or whatever the next one is. Yeah, they're they're just gonna they're just. I think they'll just keep everything in limbo until Roman can come back and win it. So the next match, wherever that is, would be Roman and 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 uh, Goldberg again. I I I think so. I think the whole point of taking it off the Fiend was to try and give you know someone the belt so that when Roman goes over them, the crowd likes it because. We're going to try and, you know, manufacture love for Reigns. Yeah, but um, that's almost, that's almost, he's almost on life support. You know, with yeah. That. You know, I mean, anyway, they're, they're trying because, you know, 
he he seems to be a good worker. He seems to be willing to be there every week when he's not sick. I mean, he's got legitimate stuff going on. Right. Um, but he seems to be like Cena was back in the day. I'm here every week. You know, I'm here every week. And, yeah. you know, that's got to be rewarded somehow. You, you know, know, I, I, where I'm coming from on that is like, you can't punish the guy because he had leukemia. But no. at the same point, that's not something that's just going to go away. You know, this is something that is going to be in his life forever. Yeah. I, I hope it doesn't come back like it, it did, like it came back before. Um, but because of that, I don't think this is a guy you can put all the chips in on. Um, can we make him a world champion? Absolutely. Can he be upper card? Yes. Can he be a focal point of the show? Yes. He cannot be the guy. Um, because I think this cancer is, is it's too big of an asterisk on him. Um, I think, I think they had the guy in Bray Wyatt, but it just, it seems to me that Vince is so stubborn that he doesn't care that he organically stumbled into the star because it's not the star he manufactured. Right. Um, so I, I think, I think they're going to do everything they can to kind of re, you know, renew Roman as the guy, but I think it's a mistake. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Cause I think that that thing is always hanging over. The leukemia is always hanging over him. I think the only way maybe to get around that would be to always have somebody that he's never quite resolved his issue with. Yeah. That could, if, if there's any kind of inkling that, you know, he may have to go with the, with the chemo again, that he could have one more match. The guy takes the belt off him and we're good. You know, I, and I, I think, I think Bray could be that guy. Well, that's true. That's true. Seth Rollins is always the built-in guy, in my opinion. Right. Always do the, the, you know, the the authority, not the authority. The shield thing. Shield thing, right? Um, I, right. It, it's kind of complicated with them being on different shows, but they, I mean, they don't really pay attention to that anyway. They can always, they could always figure out a way. Around <clears throat> but yeah, you're right. One's on SmackDown, one's on Raw. Well, that's true. But they could always figure out a way around that. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you know what. Let's just say Survivor Series, you know, there's, there's going to be a, a, a melting of the pot, I would think, at Survivor Series. So, anyway, if you, we go down that line, you could have a Rollins versus Reigns. But you're right in the sense that the Fiend is that built-in guy. Always, if, if the belt's on Reigns, the belt could come off Reigns, you know, with one match. And it's believable. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, here's, um, I'll throw, I'll throw another, you know, situation out here. Um, what if Goldberg comes out and, and, you know, throws a challenge out and we, you know, why would only one guy answer that challenge? You know, like, I think that's the thing that didn't make sense when Goldberg was like, you know, who's next, you know, for WrestleMania and then Roman came out, like you have the universal champion coming out and just giving carte blanche to the entire locker room and saying who wants a main event match against the champion at WrestleMania. And only one guy answers that makes no sense to me. That's true. Um, Logically, that's true. You know, I, I'd like, I want Goldberg to throw that challenge out and Braun Strowman answers it. 
Maybe the fiend answers it too. Hell, you know, you know what? I mean, we brought him up before. If he doesn't have anything else going on, why doesn't Alistair Black change shows? You know, on on the fly. Let's right. let's go with it. Let's roll with it. Let's give Alistair Black the universe title and move him to SmackDown. Right. Well, that's true. I mean, you know, you want to have like a fatal four way for the belt? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, like whoever, anybody, and anybody. For, Fuck it, like Tucker can come out. Like throw in a guy who has no business, you know, in, yeah. in WrestleMania, but like he's given an open opportunity. Why you wouldn't step up to that? Um, and I would be a big fan of someone like Alistair Black who like would not be getting that opportunity otherwise. I don't think it's gonna happen because I think Paul Heyman specifically wants him on Raw, but yeah. you know, I I think this is a good a time as any to like let somebody step up, you know, have Corbin come out, you know. Um somebody steps up to uh you know to to try and make a moment for themselves could i could i ask it to be angel garza (laughs) (laughs) i mean zelina is a maker of champions well yeah yeah that that's right we were going with that that's true yes well that's Jeez, if they put the belt on angel garza i I, I don't think anybody wants i'll be sick (laughs) i'll be sick I'll be one of the statistics that they're talking about. I'll be- I, I think I think Angel Garza's mom is sitting there listening to be like that was that would be some bullshit. <laughs> Even she doesn't want to see. It. Wait a minute, you're gonna do what? No, uh, uh-uh. no. Mysterio's probably in the back going what? No. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Just the point of like who's next, and the first guy to fly out is Garza. And then Goldberg just beats the snot out of him and then says, and now who's next? <laughs> right. Well, so anyway, you, you're probably getting the, the opinion that I don't know I think it was. You probably figured that out. I figured that out. Yes. The whole pants thing is just silly. Would you, would you give that gimmick to Tony Storm? I would give anything to Tony Storm. <laughs> um. <laughs> There's no limit to what, you know, Tony Stone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up, we have uh, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Good segue right there to to that one. Yes. I I think we talked about uh, you and I did. I don't think there's any way that Baszler doesn't win this match. And I think she wins it decisively. You know, Uh, I... If they did enough build up. They can't just pop the balloon right away. Can't do that. You was, know, I I don't think Shane is clicking the way. I mean, elimination chamber aside, because that is definitely um, that's definitely an exception to what I'm about to say. Um, She's a scary woman. That's yeah. a scary woman right there. Aside from that elimination chamber match, I don't think she's clicked the way she did in NXT. I agree. Um, I, I don't think, um, I, I just like, she had it in NXT. I don't think she has it on raw. Um, I, I don't know. They've, they've built up Becky Lynch as such a dominant champion for, you know, for a year. I think you really have to give it to somebody who you can run with and and just invest in as the top person. I don't know if you you know this or not. I was shocked when I read this, but like Shayna Baszler is not young. 
Um, she's actually older than Beth Phoenix. Is that right? I did not know that. Yeah. She, wow. She's a few months older than Beth Phoenix. Wow. Um, right. Yeah. So, like once I, once I read that and the fact that she's just not quite clicking on raw, Whoa. I don't think I would, I don't think Whoa. I would ruin what they're doing with Becky Lynch. What if, just playing this out, what if Basil wins and Ripley wins and you have a, a you, you, you not unification match, which would set up then a tournament you could have in NXT to, re, to redo the woman's belt, right? You have Ripley versus Shayna Baszler, rematch. Because if I remember right, Ripley beat Baszler for the belt. Is that right? Yes, she did. Yeah. So, so what if you did that? What if you had Ripley beat Flair, which I don't think is going to happen, but what if you did that? What if you had Ripley beat Flair, and then the next match is Baszler and Ripley? Unification match, let's just say. That yeah. makes a main event match. And then, like I said, I think Baszler, I would have Baszler win that one as well. And then you recast the NXT belt because you're not going to have Shayna two belts. I don't you, think that. But um, that's just my play out. That's, that's how I would play it out. But you know, I've, I've, I've gotten a lot of pushback on this idea, but if it were up to me, I would unify all the belts. I would unify the NXT, uh, the NXT UK, and, and the two main roster world titles. I'd, I'd take all of those belts and merge them into one. I would merge all the women's belts into one, all the tag belts into one. And like, this is the WWE champion. This is the, you know, um, you know, this is the WWE women's champion. And, and that champion travels to every show. Wow, that puts that puts a lot of weight on that person to carry it. Damn. It does put a lot of weight on that person to carry it, but it also I think it also um it also beefs up, you know, your uh you know, it also beefs up your other cards where maybe a lot of people wouldn't be watching an NXT UK show, but now they are because Brock Lesnar is going to fight Walter, you know. Yeah, that could work. That could work. Now, somehow Tony Storm is going to have a belt, right, Greg? <laughs> Absolutely. Inaugural Unified Women's Champion. I'm all for it. Tony Storm. I like it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I didn't know that Basil was that old. I knew that, that she was up there because I knew that her and uh, Rousey are, are friends of some sort. Um, From UFC. Right, right. So I knew she was up there, but I didn't think she was uh, – I mean, Beth Phoenix, you know, she doesn't look bad for her age, apparently, you know? <laughs> You're right. Um, well, anyway, yeah, if she's married to Ed, she's to be in her, in her 40s, I'm guessing. I think she's so, 40. Or all right. 39. Wow. And Baszler is that old. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, all right. So how do you see the Baszler, uh, the Baszler match coming out then? We're going to uh so um is is there uh it's just a regular match right it's not like an i quit match or anything yeah, right? no, yeah it was on, yeah no i don't think it has any steps yeah i yep. i'd um yeah i'd i'd have becky win it um honestly bef- i i like i don't i don't think i'd have her tap shana out uh because i think you can save that um and 
I, I, I think I would just have Becky, you know, straight up beat Shayna by pin. I just, I don't know. I don't think Shayna has enough steam. I don't think she's proved like she could be a main roster um, top person the way she was on NXT. Right. Um, yeah, I just, I'd, I'd go with Lynch and I would just, I would save the, um, I honestly, I think I would, I would save that bump for, for Rhea Ripley. I'll, okay. I'll, let, I'll let Rhea, you know, beat Becky Lynch later on for that, you know, Raw Women's title. Let's give her the bump. She's what, 23 years old. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think, I think she, she's kind of the person to, to push as the next face of the women's division. Well, what if you had her, what if you had Ripley beat Flair and then, and then Ripley beat, well, then you could have Rip, then Ripley beats Lynch. You know and what? Let's, you got that built in. Yeah. That, that's let, not let's, bad. let's transition right to that match. Cause that's the, that's the next one. Yep. Um, I think, I think I'm, I would have Charlotte beat Rhea. Wow. Really? Wow. Yes. Um, I'd have Charlotte beat Rhea for it. And I would move Charlotte over to NXT. Really? You know, when Charlotte won the Women's Royal Rumble, my immediate thought was, this is such bullshit. Right? Uh, Like, we've seen her against everybody. She's beat everybody. Like, it's, it's to the point of ad nauseum where I was like, there is no possible combination they're going to put together where i'm going to want to see charlotte wrestle and then they had her go against Rhea, and i was like okay i haven't seen this before and i'm good with it yeah yeah yeah. and i think the best possible thing for charlotte is to get a pool of new contenders who can wrestle you know and i I, I think, I mean, looking at it from a business point of view too, NXT needs a bump because they are not doing well against AEW. AEW is slaughtering them in the ratings. Yeah, yeah. The ratings are not, yeah, you're right. <clears throat> like at, at one point it was kind of like even and like they won one or two weeks and then AEW is just kind of pulled ahead and they are solidly beating NXT in every thing. Give NXT a star. Give NXT Charlotte. <clears throat> you know, it's temporarily at least. Um, you know, put that women's title on her, let her, you know, let her go through, um, you know, Io Shirai, let her, you know, uh, I'm sorry, let her go through Tony Storm, Dakota Kai, Stop it. All, no. all of them. And you know what? Let Bianca Belair be the person to, to take it off Charlotte. I like that. I could go with that. Um, and then I would have, I would, you can move Rhea to Raw um, and Rhea can be, you know, Becky Lynch for, for the title. We can even, we can even put Shayna back to NXT because, you know, NXT Shayna is amazing. Right, uh, right, right. And I, ju- I just feel like we're not getting that Shayna on Raw. Send her back to NXT. Let Shayna and Charlotte, that's a money feud for NXT. You're right. You're right. And, and that would create, you're right. And that would, that would create a whole bunch of, you could you could play off a whole bunch of things from that because there's enough, in my opinion, there's enough talent um, in NXT that's ready to come up. That you know, Dakota Kai, like you said, there's a there's a Diona Perazzo, I think is her name. Yeah, Perazzo. 
she seems to have some talent. She does. That, that Casey Catanzaro, I think she's got talent. I think she quit. Did she quit? I think okay. she quit. What about that Jasmine Duke? She she looked like she had something going on. Jasmine Duke? I'm not Jasmine a fan Duke. of her. She's she's another one who was in UFC. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I don't Bianca Bianca Belair, that one has a lot of mouth on her. She talks really good. She does. You know? And and she could really sell I think she could really sell what needs to be sold. She could carry somebody who maybe doesn't have a lot of mic presence, but can handle herself in the ring. You know what I mean? To make it entertaining. So, yeah, I, I think that, that works for me. That works. That works. I, um, think, I think Bianca, you know, I think Bianca could be, I think she could be the it person for the, for the women's division for the company. Like, if you, if you wanted to turn her face, I don't know if you've seen her without that braid in her hair. I have um, not. It looks like a completely different person. She's really, huh? Absolutely gorgeous. Um, you can take that braid out of her hair. You can have her be the top face. Um, she's yeah, easily. She's got she's got the look. She's got the mic skills. She's got the in ring talent. I'm I'm all for it. I like it. I I I want I I think they're at the point where they need to get some new blood going, and if that's the lady that creates the new blood i think that's a good thing you know i think ripley coming in if she's if she's the age you said she was holy cow yeah yeah she's young i mean she's already she's already got it going on and she's 23 years old and she's another one that you know she's a good looking lady yeah um so yeah i would definitely i would definitely support that i would i would definitely support the push the push, in my opinion, the push right now needs to be Ripley. That's yeah. that's my that's my my opinion. Um, I think that's where that's where the the next wave is coming. That's what I think. Anyway, I'm with you. All right, so now we're down to the uh, we're we're down to one match. Down to the brass tacks. So yes, yeah, we we got uh we got Brock Lesnar. Versus Drew McIntyre. How do you play this out? I know the belt's got to come off Lesnar. Um, that's what I what I believe. Um, I think that that speaking for me personally, I've had enough of the champion shows up when he wants to, and and wrestles once every three months. I want to see more. I want. I want to see more of more of the champion. I want to see more of. I want to see somebody who could talk for himself and doesn't need Paul Heyman maybe to talk. Although I do enjoy Paul Heyman, he can be <laughs> same entertaining. Um, but I'd like to see McIntyre does an okay job. He's not great, but he does an okay job. You know, um, maybe you have remember remember. Uh, who beat who beat Lesnar when Heyman turned? The Giant. Big Show, yeah. The Big Show, right? Um, maybe you have one of those play out. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. Oh, like like Heyman turns on Brock and yeah. like aligns yeah. with Drew. Yep. Um, although when it was 
well, I believe when it was Heyman and Show, I think Lesnar was sort of a face then. He so, was, yeah. Yeah. But and usually you don't have the turns that way. But you know, um, I, I just don't like the idea of the person that has the belt, the the face of the the company, not being there. You know, I, I just I I don't I don't like that. I think they I think they need to take the belt off Lesnar, but we'll see how that goes. I'm I'm the same way. I think um, I'm I'm all in on Drew McIntyre. Yep. Um, I think he's got the look. I think he's, uh, I think he's charismatic. Uh, I think he's got the in-ring skill. Uh, I, I want them to, if, if I'm booking it, it's not going to happen this way. There's no way it's going to happen this way. But I am, remember that SummerSlam a couple of years ago where like Brock Lesnar just beat the ever-loving shit out of John Cena for 15 minutes with like no offense from Cena whatsoever? Remember that, yep. If if I'm booking that, that's what we're getting. But Drew McIntyre just mercilessly beats the shit out of Brock Lesnar for 15 minutes, and Brock gets no offense in. Well, I would I would definitely support that. Um, I don't think they're going to do that because I think that no there's matter, no way they're going to do that. <laughs> no matter what happens tomorrow, uh, no, I'm sorry. No matter what happens over the weekend, Lesnar will be back at some point doing something. Right. So they can't just destroy him like that, you know. Um, but not that I would mind them doing that. Well, in a way, they did that with Goldberg. In a way, they had him. That was almost a squash match. It it was, but I think it played more like uh, like Goldberg caught him off guard. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. and and he wasn't expecting what Goldberg threw at him. I I want this to be that in every measure, in every facet. Drew McIntyre is better than Brock Lesnar. Drew McIntyre is bigger than Brock. Drew McIntyre is stronger than Brock. Drew McIntyre is a better wrestler than Brock. You know, Drew McIntyre kicks ass harder than Brock kicks ass. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that depending on where they took that with the next step, I, I think that's that's interesting. I just don't think I don't think Lesnar would do it. First of all. I don't think he would. Yeah, I don't think he would either. I think the follow-up to that match is a rematch um, where Brock brings it. And it is just a, like, almost almost like that Reigns-Brock, the first WrestleMania match, where, like, they just potatoed the shit out of each other. And, like, we were watching a legitimate fight between the two of them. I would do that as the second match. and, And Drew wins by the skin of his teeth. Um, but I think that first meeting needs to be Drew just uh, annihilating Brock. I could I could see that, and I think that the the, the person that's getting shystered the most out of this whole you know from a WWE perspective uh, out of this this whole WrestleMania two day sham thing is is him. Yeah, this was his this was his moment. Yeah, he's getting, he's getting screwed out of it. He's getting, yeah, no, he definitely yeah. is. It's unfortunate because he's been around for a minute, and you know he did that whole uh, three man band thing. That was disgusting. That was just ugly, you know, with Heath Slater and uh, Jinder Mahal. That was crazy, terrible. I could see Slater and Mahal doing it, but to have a guy with that talent doing that three man band thing or whatever it was called. You knew he was out the door. 
You knew yeah. he was going. And but then now to see him come back, and then the way he just you know broke kicked everybody, including Lesnar. They set that up nicely. They did. did. And then, you know, what happened happened, and he's getting, again, from a WWE perspective, he's getting the the real short end of the stick with this thing. But I think they got to put the belt on him, and and I'm not sure how that's going to happen. I like, again, I like the idea of, of Heyman switching. Uh, you know, doing a big show thing, but somehow they have to get the belt, I think, off Lesnar without destroying him too much. First of all, he wouldn't do it. Second of all, you know, I think they gotta, they're going to have to bring him back when, when it's time, you know, when all this Corona stuff is over. Yeah. Have another big, big event. My biggest fear is that WWE is going to say, well, Drew, we were going to have you win, but we want this to be in front of a crowd. So for now, Brock is going to win, and you're going to get a shot again later. And then when Drew loses and people don't give a shit about him because he lost and nobody likes a loser, um, it doesn't build sympathy like Vince McMahon likes to think it does. It just makes us view the guy as a loser. Um, I, I'm I'm so worried they're going to have Brock win, and then they're going to realize like, hey, no one's on board with Drew anymore, and he just misses his chance again. That's my biggest fear. I got you. Yeah, I can see that. And then again, Brew gets screwed. You know, the guy that Ben said was the next, not the next big thing. That was Brock, but the the, the, the chosen one. Chosen one. That was it. Um, finally, gets chosen. You know, and then. He still gets screwed. Yeah. You know, it's, I feel bad for McIntyre. I really do. If he didn't look like he did, I would feel bad for him. But, you know, know, he's got no worries. But anyway, so let me bring up this guy's name who's going to be at the next WrestleMania. Yes, I'm glad you remembered because I did not. Okay, the guy's name is Dexter Loomis. He's, um, He's an NXT guy, and he's he's good in the ring. He's got a good gimmick, and I think I think it's going to work nicely. He I was think, uh, Sebastian Shaw in TNA, right? Or, yes. Okay. He was uh, Sonny Adams or Sonny Sonny Shaw, something like that. Is he still doing like the the serial killer Dexter gimmick? Kind of like that. Okay. He, he's, he stares, and he has these eyes that are piercing, you know, and he looks like he's a lunatic. He looks crazy, but he's a combination. And I don't know if anybody watches or he's a combination of the, the head guy on Brickleberry with one of the, one of the guys on Tacoma FD. He's, if you could morph those two characters together Dexter Loomis. You somehow picked two shows I have never watched. <laughs> well, that case, my analogy really <laughs> over like a lead balloon, didn't it? Right Brick- over my head. Brickleberry's a cartoon. It, was that the Daniel Tosh one? Yeah, it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like Paradise PD. If you ever heard of that one, 
Yeah. I missed you with that one too, didn't I, Jake? <laughs> yep. Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, he's got a he's got kind of a seventies gay porn mustache. Okay. But he's blonde. And he has he you know what? Look him up. I was, I was gonna say I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pull him I remember him as Sebastian Shaw. Yep. Um Yeah, he's been around for a minute. Holy shit, he is a lot bigger than he used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he is a lot bigger than he used to be. He's got the tats coming down his arms. Yeah. Out of the military thing, but not quite. And he's he's from oh, how did they bill it? Undetermined location. Like we used to do parts unknown. Undetermined location, like he's a like he's an op, like he's a CIA op. It's really cool the way they're building this character, I think. Holy cow, Jake, I just got a, a thing on my uh, my iPad. There's a new match been added to WrestleMania. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's Barry Horowitz against Sebastian Booger. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a ladder match, believe it or not. Um, no holes barred. Interesting. I haven't seen Bastion Booker around in a while. I think he's probably actually gone. Oh, Sam, Samuel Shaw, not Sebastian Shaw was his name in TNA. Yeah, and he, he tag teamed with somebody. Um, it was a pretty good tag team. I forget who it was. Or he had a rivalry with somebody. Sean Spears is one of the guys he fought down a long time ago. I remember looking that up. By the yeah, way. I'm, I'm digging the Dexter Loomis look, though. A yeah, lot. And the stare is really good. And he's got a he's got like a cobra clutch finisher, but it's on the ground. Um, like Sergeant Slaughter used to do the Cobra Clutch. Yeah. It's kind of like that, but it's on the ground. Kinda kinda of like do we call him Jack Swagger or Jake Hager, whatever his name is. It's kind of like his finisher. Okay. Yeah. Oh, like the, the side sleeper? Yes. Thing? Yep. But I'm telling you, Dexter Loomis is a WrestleMania next. Maybe not top of the card, probably not. But he'll what, be on. I I, I I love this look. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. This this yeah. dude's this dude's got the look. So now you also have to look up Brickleberry and Tacoma FD. I'll I'll do that. And see if you see the the, the comparisons that I see. But anyway, um, I think that. Uh, just to sum up, in my my opinion again, I think that a lot of people are condemning the WWE for going on with this and all this kind of stuff. I think my opinion is I think it's a good thing, and I think it's a good thing because it gives people something to to take their mind off the nonsense that's going on. Right. You could, you could critique and then blast whatever you want to do, but there's some wrestling fans that that look forward to this and are wow two nights i get to not think about you know how many people died in italy how many people died at the nursing home down the street you know for yeah. a little while they get to focus on something else and get into that male soap opera thing whatever you however you want to call it you know and just think about something else for a while you know and, and i i think too like even I think there was 
a brief window where you could have responsibly postponed or canceled WrestleMania. But like where the virus was in conjunction with that timing, I think it would have been stupid and irresponsible to, to postpone it. Um, I know, I know some people, you know, were, were kind of big on like, this is a big thing. This is a big thing, but they were, they were kind of coming off as chicken littles, you know, like, Oh, the sky is falling. They were the boys who cried wolf. Um, And, and you know, who (laughs) every now and then the wolf actually shows up. Um, And, and so I can't, I can't blame WWE. I, I think it would have been irresponsible for them to, um, you know, to cancel it during that, that period where it would have made sense to do it. Right. Right. And then by the time it made sense to do it, it was beyond where you could do it. Right. So, yeah. And and I'm, and I'm kind of glad with the new, the new director we got, uh, yesterday, I think the, uh, basically shutdown order became official um, in Florida. Um, I think that the fact that they taped it ahead of time it was, was, smart. was a smart thing. Yep. And, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to take it like I always do with a grain of salt, but right. going to be, some of it is going to be entertaining. Some of it's going to be, Oh my God. Yep. This, but oh, yeah. some of this is going to be some of, the cringiest worst stuff we can you know we can put together i'm really i'm really hoping i didn't you know i don't know sometimes sometimes i i do what i did tonight and i i fantasy book in my head about all the places it can go all the things that they can do and i end up getting disappointed because it's very clear they don't put as much thought into this as i do i love i love the idea of burying and reburying the undertaker i love that if there was a way I could get that to somebody, I would do that because I think that's a great idea. That's, that's to coin a phrase, phenomenal. <laughs> let's, let's, let's hope, uh, you know, let's hope someone else thought of it. I'm hoping because that's outstanding. Outstanding. I like the Fiend wrestling twice too, though. I like that. Yeah. One too. Um, so we'll see how they, uh, it's not going to be as good as what you did. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, if you ever think about quitting your job, I know what you should do. Uh, I, would, I would love to, but I don't have three TV writing credits. <laughs> Jacob, I've, uh, I've sent the resume in and I never heard back. So, You know, <laughs> uh, you know keep plugging. Keep plugging. I mean, I, I don't blame them either. You know, it's, I mean, yeah, I've been doing the stand-up comedy thing for a while, but like listing other jobs are like, this dude is going to come over here from insurance and write. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't blame Triple H. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, he might've skipped over that resume, but you know what? Who's the guy that he hired that, that was a mess? Uh, I don't, I don't know why I can never remember that dude's name. Tall guy, glasses, and a scruffy beard. Uh, hated Bischoff. Uh, the Triple H hired? Uh, no, no, no. Before that. Before that. One of the old bookers. That, oh, that, Vince? Vince Russo? That's the guy. God, what a mess he was. Oh, he's terrible. It can't be worse than that, Jake. It, it wouldn't be worse than that. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Um. But anyway, so, you know, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I really am. 
And I think I think what may happen is you may get some people who haven't watched before who may watch. Yeah, of course. There's nothing else going on. So oh. And FS one is gonna have like a two hour pregame show. Um so you know, each night they're having a two hour pregame show. You so, know, I, I think this would have been the year to put it on Fox. Yeah, that that's true. You know, I mean, they, they have the two deals with, with uh, you know, Universal and USA, and, and they have the deal with Fox. Like, you have WrestleMania two nights. Put it on Fox one night. Put it on NBC one night. Nobody is watching anything else. It, that would be such a huge ratings grab. It's not like you're going to be spiting the, you know, the pay-per-view people, right. you know, by, by doing this. And I mean, over the the last year, how they've underperformed, they owe Fox and they owe NBC, you know, something like this. Like this, this would be the night to do. I you would have gotten Super Bowl ratings. I think I think you're right, and I think that it's not like you can say that this is a traditional WrestleMania match where you know the 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 network payers are getting screwed because this is unprecedented. Right. You know. You wouldn't get shortchanged, I don't think. I don't think I wouldn't. I'm a subscriber. I wouldn't feel shortchanged. S- same. You know, I get it. You need to be. We need to do what we need to do, and so I would support that. I, I would have supported that. I think it was a a perfect opportunity to do that, and maybe there'll be another opportunity. Maybe not so worldwide disastrous, but maybe there'll be something down the road that'll be like that. Yeah. Maybe main event or something like that they can do again who knows dexter loomis dexter loomis i think that's a that's a good enough note on to uh put a bow on this dexter loomis dexter loomis jake thank you very much please uh give my best to 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 mean dean (laughs) will do recuperating from his uh is uh you know is uh uh ddt right actually if he doesn't get off this goldberg shit soon i think i might ddt him again to see if that fixes his brain (laughs) (laughs) jake it was a pleasure as always same thank you thank you all right